Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Zhang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, what is up, everyone? This is Tossing Clubs. Uh, you know what's funny? A week after we said the whole crew is reunited, we are now back down to two. My name is Frank, and Aaron is here this week. But we are, you know, doing the show today without Zach, who's uh, actually moving to the city. So, what's up? Yep, we. It's such a busy winter for us. Everyone's traveling or trying to get healthy or moving. Uh, but I mean, this is great news because I think both of us kind of thought maybe this was never going to happen because Zach's been talking about it for a long time, but it's finally happening. Yeah. And it's finally happening. So that means more rounds, more things to talk about on this pod and just looking you know, forward to it overall because my golf game, uh, it's slacked a little bit. I haven't been playing as much, you know, Zach over here, probably going to get me to go play nine at least a little bit more often. So uh yeah i mean he's dude he's moving from seattle and i know he does not want to move back but uh we're glad he's back yeah and he'll be on your side of the bridge so for sure you guys will have to oh, yeah get some rounds in but i mean i've kind of done the same thing with uh i haven't played i played uh last week or two weeks ago but that was it in the last like two months i've barely played because it's been cold it's been rainy it's been so cold, man. Yeah. It's been so cold here. And this is definitely uh, being spoiled with nice 60 degree weather cold because it's really not that bad. Uh, but, you know, it's wet. The dirt is like all sloppy. Rio, my dog, he's been eating all the wet dirt whenever we go play fetch. So that's not good. Oh, my God. I know. I've been not taking Zuko to the park as much because he loves eating dirt and he just rolls around in the mud. Yeah, dude, all dogs. It's just like programmed into their brains. Yeah, I, I don't know what that survival instinct is, but... Yeah, but this, I mean, golf news. I mean, we were trying to figure out what to talk about today. And, well, we're going to do some golf trivia. But before we do that, Aaron... Yeah, I before we do that, I just wanted to bring up my so I hung out with my brother last weekend and he um has the Oculus 3, so it's like the VR like little thing and there's a few games on it, but one of them is golf. And for whatever reason when I started or before I played, I was expecting it to be kind of like like you remember Wii Sports? Yeah, that was dope. where you just like move the Yeah. But it was like you just move the controller forward or backward or whatever, and it'll like hit the ball. You know, you can't miss. So this VR golf game was like so realistic. It was wild. So have you like used a VR like headset no, before? No, I, do. I don't know anyone who owns one, but I'm not against trying it out. 
Yeah, so I had zero expectations. I was just like, oh, yeah, I've kind of seen it. And, like, everything you see on social media is people, like, running into their TV or whatever, you know? (laughs) So I was just like, oh, okay, I don't know what this is. But I tried it, and, like, it's so realistic. So you just, like, you're there. You're, like, at the course. You can, like, look around and, like, see everything. So the first course I played on was Eastlake, where they have the, um, like, the FedEx FedEx Championship or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah and the actual like swinging you're swinging the controller and like at first i swung like kind of gently but like you legit swing like a full golf swing and you can like miss the ball you can top the ball like you can there's like it's crazy it's like so realistic i don't know i feel like it's something that you guys should try at some point if you have a chance because it was pretty sick oh man i can't imagine my confidence if i top a ball in real life but then i also top a ball in this like virtual reality it's like even this game that's supposed to be handicapped won't let me hit play golf yeah that's true uh, definitely like me and my brother were kind of playing against each other and he got he started to get frustrated because like for whatever reason he kept swinging and hitting like two inches behind the ball and just missing the ball and like neither of us could figure out what it is because you're not like physically like hitting the ball so we were just like i don't know what's going on but it was kind of funny oh my gosh it's so crazy that you could like chunk and run it and yeah um, did you ever hit out the sand i always feel like that's weird yeah it was weird i you like can turn the controller so it opens the club face yeah so you it was like so realistic so i'd open the club face in the sand and like just hit through the sand and yeah we also had a moment where we played pebble and my brother ended up on the beach Uh and like couldn't figure out how to hit it back up (laughs) which i'm pretty sure i played like pga like tiger woods or whatever the game's called at your place one time and we did the exact same thing yeah yeah (laughs) wait is uh is this the oculus facebook one or is it another vr headset I actually have no idea. It was it's called the Oculus Three. So. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meta's. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's that's cool, man. Yeah, I have to check it out. Um, I, man, I think that'd be cool because it's like sort of like practice. It's that you know some mental practice for these rainy days at least. Yeah, it it's like a good option. Like it's still, I mean, it's still expensive. It's a few hundred bucks, but like it's way cheaper than getting like a simulator and a whole setup. And especially if you don't have space in an apartment, like it, it was nice to be able to get out on a golf course, you know, yeah. virtually and play like that was super fun. You know who needed that? Zach, Zach needed that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why he's coming back. Oh man. That's cool. Um, man, I, think the apple headset is coming out soon too so i'm sure that'll be a popular add-on slash game to buy for that headset yeah i'm i'm way more pro vr now after last (laughs) weekend so kind of interested um cool all right so let's get to the game for today aaron uh would you say you're a golf net would you say you're good at just like golf rules, golf history, oh. more so than the average person. Uh, maybe. I think the worst part about these games for me is my memory sucks. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna do some trivia, uh, because 
you know it's funny we went to dinner today and actually someone was just like do we need to do trivia it feels like it's just one of those things that as you progress into your 30s it just naturally becomes like what you do i just had that conversation over the holidays too yeah it must be wow no way okay well um I have a set of questions. Uh, the number of questions that I'll ask you will be dependent on how long this takes. But uh, this is from the PGA of America. And there's some good, interesting questions up here. So first, question number one, let's start off. And this is a question and answer that I feel like every golfer should know. And that is, the origin of the word golf comes from the acronym, gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. True or false? No way. I don't know the answer. I'm going to guess false. It just seems too like blatant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is false. Well, the word golf uh, it actually comes from um, a Dutch word, which is, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's K-O-L-F, which simply means club. So it may, makes sense, right? Golf is a Scottish sport. Like You wouldn't expect it to be. English, especially this type of English, which is so, I don't know, like you said, forward. Yeah, it is, uh, wait, Dutch is Amsterdam. That's like across the sea, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or it, like the Netherlands. So that's interesting. Just, that's Yeah, it says in the Scottish dialect of the late 14th or early 15th century, the Dutch term became goth, G-O-F-F. Uh. And only later in the 16th century, G-O-L-F. So I guess it went from Dutch to Scottish to, you know, what we yeah, have today. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll give you, uh, yeah, I'll have to give you zero points for that one. I'm sorry. No, no, I'll give you half a point. Wait, didn't I'll I guess you it? Point. You guessed it true, but I guess the full, No, I said false. I mean, you, sorry, you said false, correct? That's my fault. <laughs> But I would have given you the full point if you could actually tell me the origin. Oh, okay. I thought it was just true or false. Okay. Um, that was unclear by me. I I apologize. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Good thing I'm not playing against anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, another question. A man has won an event on the LPGA Tour. True or false? What? Uh, false. Oh, wow. Okay, true. So Sam Sneed, who has the most wins in um, golf history, uh, actually did it in 1962. Uh, So I'm going to come back with the same question, but flip. A woman has won an event on the PGA Tour. True or false? False. Oh, that is okay. False. Do you know, for extra credit, how many women have played a PGA Tour event? Oh, man, I want to go with like three. That's pretty good. Uh, five. Five. Uh, OK. Yeah. So Lexi Thompson was the most recent woman to play on the PGA Tour. Uh, Michelle Wee. Wee. Yeah. Uh, this Babes uh, Harius in 1945 um, and two others as well. But OK. OK. Pretty okay. good. Pretty good. Um, the oldest golf course in the world is royal the royal and ancient club of saint andrews in scotland true or false true true that is correct that is the birthplace of golf right mm-hmm. um and in fact the guinness book of world record actually recognizes that fact uh um, wow yeah yeah 
So doing well. Okay. Okay. Uh, here are some more challenging open-ended questions. Uh, I think these you, you'll probably probably get. What is the maximum number of clubs you are allowed to carry in your golf bag? Fourteen. Yes. Correct. Yes. Prior to the invention of rubber, what were golf balls made of? Uh, God, I have no idea. I feel like I, it's like some word that's that I don't use, like some material that I don't use in day-to-day life. You know, that's funny because the answer is actually not that word, but I oh. think I know what word you're talking about. Does it start with a B? Is yeah, like yeah. Belota like or something? Belota, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I'm trying to Google that word right now. I can't find it. But that's what? not the answer. It was actually wood or leather bound feathers. Ah, did not know that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who is the only U.S. president to have a club membership at Augusta National? Uh. Oh, God. I, I'll <laughs> yeah, go with. Is... I'll, I, it's probably. Wait, can I ask it one like follow-up question yeah these questions are so is it like uh was he like president within our lifetime no oh god i have no idea that's that makes it so hard (laughs) yeah who's an old president uh uh james uh grover (laughs) cleveland (laughs) oh my god oh dude that's like such a random president yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) uh but it's dwight eisenhower uh, which is there's no way you were gonna get that but no way uh, interesting to know uh which country has the most golf courses per capita in the world Mm, per capita hmm scotland correct wow okay so I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, the birthplace of golf in Scotland just doesn't have a lot of people, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I imagine Scotland to just be like rolling hills and they just like turn a lot of them into golf courses. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do. We need to get with Scotland. Scotland looks so Dude, sweet. We have to, yeah. Uh, I have to ask you, why do golfers shout for when they hit and Aaron shot. Hmm. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Have you ever wondered that? I guess I haven't, but I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why. So it is Scottish in origin and is a shortened version of the word before or afore. Uh, the old Scottish warning essentially meaning look out ahead uh, originated in military circles where it was used by artillery men as a warning to troops in forward positions. Hmm. That's pretty cool, right? It has like a, a military background. Yeah. Huh. All right. I wonder if that was just like the thing that people said. Like, like when I first started playing, it was natural if I hit a ball towards someone, I would be like, heads up. <laughs> but that's just like what we say in america i wonder if that's just if they just said that like in real life in scotland at the time like heads up or like four no if they said four just in day-to-day life if they're just like you know if you like 
drop something out the window and someone's walking by if they're just like four. <laughs> that'd be so funny <laughs> man that's golf is really yeah. in their blood then in their culture whereas like yeah everything that they do has some type of relationship with golf that's pretty cool what a great country uh why are there 18 holes on a golf course uh why are there 18 holes i feel like i knew this at one point um it had something to do with like the amount of time that it took to play them. I think is that right? Hmm. Interesting. From the USGA, actually. Uh. Well, it started with St Andrews, which is pretty cool. I mean, it this makes me want to play St Andrews even more just to understand like these history facts. But golfers at St Andrews establish a customary route through the terrain. Uh, playing to holes whose locations were dictated by topography makes sense. The course at the time featured 11 holes laid out end to end from the clubhouse to the far end of the property. Uh, one played the holes out, turn around and play the holes in. So total 11 times two, 22 holes. But then in 1764, several of the holes were, uh, I don't know, someone just deemed it too short and therefore combined. And so they reduced the number of holes along that strip from 11 to 9. So basically, uh, you know, golfers would play nine holes out and then nine holes in just to get from the clubhouse out and then return to the clubhouse. So I guess all this is saying is because what the land dictated uh, at St. Andrews. Wow. Okay. That So they just made that like the the first golf course ever they were just like okay this is just what all the golf courses are gonna be yeah exactly because when golf clubs in the uk uh they recognized the royal and ancient golf club of st andrews uh as the rulemaking body of the sport in the late 1890s uh they determined that it, it had to match up with what st andrews is doing which is 18 holes but prior to that time Courses ranged from six holes to upwards of 20 holes. Uh, so if the golfers at the time wanted to play an official round, they would have to play those six holes three times because the official rules is, you know, it is now is 18 holes. Hmm. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes more sense than like, scoring and football like why is it why is a field goal three points and a touchdown and six points and an extra point is one point yeah when i came to america that made no sense why is it like not all worth one point like yeah <laughs> yeah so i guess if you think about it like yeah sports are all just like invented off of some random set of rules so that makes sense yeah um all right let's see where um wh how did the terms birdie and eagle come about uh it must have had something to do with the favorite animal in scotland at the time <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good guess <laughs> yeah you know, there seems to be a pattern here right yeah that's that's my educated guess but what's funny is this is the one term birdie is the one term that originated in the United States in 1899. What? Yeah, that's 
wow america uh go america yeah i um, had to put our stamp on the game does it say like what it how it came about yeah so uh it says in a foursomes match played at a country club in new jersey one of the players ab smith said my ball came to rest within six inches of the cup i said that was a bird of a shot i suggest that when one of us plays a hole and one under par he receives double compensation the two other agreed, and we began right away, just as soon as the next one came to call it a birdie. In 19th century slang, bird referred to anyone or anything excel- excellent or wonderful. Hmm. Okay. So then, what, ab- what about like eagle and albatross? <laughs> this is the funny part. By analogy with birdie, the term eagle is... Soon thereafter became common to refer to a score one better than a bird. Also by analogy, the term albatross became common to refer to a double eagle. So that was not really helpful right there. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> cool origin. It's just that that's why it was. Like they're just like, okay, this is like a, a rare bird. And then they're like, what's an even rarer bird? Yeah. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I don't know what an albatross is. But it's like, oh man, it was a great bird. It must be the, the you know, white bald you know, white bald eagle, right? <laughs> yeah. Like go America, and then someone shot a two on a five, and then it's like, you know what? We need to make up another bird. Yeah, an even grander bird. I just googled it. Albatrosses are the largest of the of their species, I guess, or something. So they must be pretty wow, big. That is random. That is a grand yeah. bird. Oh, they have the largest wingspan of any living bird. Okay. No way. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, dude. Wow. So when you make an albatross, you got to show off your wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Albatross celebration. Uh, so just a few questions left. And as you can tell by this point, I'm not even keeping track of your score because you're just we're just competing for fun here yeah i i would have won though <laughs> yeah yeah i think zach could have gotten any of these definitely not <laughs> zach doesn't even know how he hits a golf ball <laughs> exactly uh which state was tiger woods born uh wow i should know this uh california yeah yeah were okay. you thinking of florida because that's what i thought initially California was my first guess, but but I was like, am I just saying that because he went to Stanford? I feel like he was born in like SoCal. Really? That's that's my guess. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, Cyprus, California. So that is Southern California. Yeah. Ha. Nice. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh. Okay. The 11th, 12th, and 13th holes at Augusta National are collectively known by what nickname? The uh, Amen Corner. Oh, okay, okay. You hesitated for a little bit. Took me a second to process what you said, yeah. I was thinking of uh, Pebble Beach for some reason. I was just thinking about California. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. How many times has Tiger Woods won the Masters? Oh, we're on like a master's uh, section right now. Uh, 
Oh my god, I should know this. Uh, four. He's won it five times. Five. The latest one being in 2019. Oh, that's right. Um, and which major has Rory McIlroy not won? Uh, the Masters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, it's just that section. You know. It's okay. Yeah. Con- context clues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, I feel like golf trivia. It could be really freaking hard with some of the historical origins of words and just like golf history because it was so scattered around the world right it's not like the Mm -hmm. nfl it just football is in america and all the history stored within america but it's like scotland u.s um i mean mostly those two places but uh you know there's notable tours all around the world too there's now live they play around the world so yeah the other hard part for me i wonder if it's the same for you is like i didn't really grow up following golf or like i haven't really got into it until my adult life so like there's people our age that have been golf fans their whole life that remember like you know like tiger woods winning the masters early on and stuff like that that i've only like seen highlights of and stuff you know whereas like I was a huge basketball fan. So I could tell you like, you know, who won the, I mean, I could probably tell you a lot of like who won championships. I remember like who was on what teams at, you know, when we were growing up, but like, I don't know a lot about golf from like our lifetime beyond the past, like 10 years. Yeah. When people talk about like Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer, I feel that I don't recognize how great they were right where jack nicholas is the guy with the most majors ever and it's just yeah like, when i look at his swing it's like really like, <laughs> this guy? well obviously like with all sports you know techniques diets everything changes and gets better over time so um yeah did you start to compare did you see jack nicholas's comments recently about tiger woods what did he about, say he said uh Something like he's he's never going to break Jack Nicholas's major record. He says like he he probably could have, but like injuries cut it short. And he says, I feel bad for him. He's had a relatively good career. What the? F- <laughs> wow. Relatively good. Wow. Yeah, that was like the words that he used, which was that stuck out to me. Do you think Jack Nicholas feels some type of way with Tiger Woods? Like I can't see them two being best friends, even though they're probably the two greatest golfers out there. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if there was if that was like a little dig there, or if he was just joking. I don't know. Yeah, I, dude. I mean, Tiger Woods. It's a lot harder to win now too, right? Because there's just way more competition now. So, um. Mm there's a lot more incentive to play well too. And uh, with the equipment, you could argue that makes golfers worse, but that also equalizes golfers to everyone else. So I don't know. I mean, in my eyes, Tiger Woods is, is always like the goat. Yeah, dude, same. But like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Looking at the modern game and like people's swings and stuff, I guess kind of like to your point, I feel like there's so many good golfers with all the advances in like swing technique knowledge Mm -hmm. 
like there's so many golfers that play Hmm. so well and can hit the ball so well that I just can't imagine that there's going to be another tiger. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I actually have five more questions for you and they're pertaining to the rules of golf. So not about golf history or anything like that. Uh, but these rules could actually help you with your round. So to start off, uh, I'll provide some scenarios and let's see how you do. Uh, your ball comes to rest on the putting green, but before you mark it, the ball starts rolling and moves closer to the hole. Where do you play your next stroke from, from the new location or old location? So it seems like this is a situation where uh, sometimes the holes are just like at the top of these little hills, you know, on these undulating greens uh, or at the bottom of these hills. And, you know, because of a gust of wind, your ball starts rolling. Do you feel like you could, play at the old location or the new location i think you play it from the new location if you didn't touch it that's why like sometimes you'll see people be like hurry up and mark it if your ball like stops at kind of like the top of a hill that's that's what i think yeah that's true as long as you have not marked and replaced your ball on the green and it moves you can play it from the new location all right i feel like that's a pretty easy one uh Okay, there's a sprinkler head between your ball and the green about five yards away on your line of play. You were thinking about putting, but the sprinkler head would be in the way. Can you take free relief since you're dealing with an immovable obstruction? Hmm. I don't know the official rule. I feel like usually in my casual rounds, we'll just say yes. So I'm going to say, but I was just watching uh, the century over the weekend and there was some shot at some point I remember watching on 18 where someone like chipped around the sprinkler mm. but uh, maybe he had to do that anyway so I'm going to say yes you get free relief uh, so the official rules is you don't get relieved uh, your course can enact a local rule which is my what ah. happened to allow for relief if your ball is in a closely mown area and a sprinkler no more than two club lengths from the green and two club lengths from the ball. So very specific um, and is on the lion play and you intended to put. Uh, so let me, so, wow. So it looks like there's no relief without penalty unless it, there's a local rule, uh, hmm. which I don't know, might be the case at Kapalua, which, you know, could be useful. Well, he didn't take relief. So I would guess it's not a local rule. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, your ball is playable in a penalty area, but you're not sure how the vegetation will affect your swing. Can you stand in the penalty area several yards away from your ball and make test swings through the vegetation to get a feel for your shot? I think the answer is no. <laughs> uh, dude, I definitely do practice swings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh is this so as long as you don't improve the condition of your next stroke, you can hack away even grounding your club? Oh, okay. But I think this is... Oh, interesting. This is for penalty areas, but not for bunkers, right? Like penalty area, like red stakes? Yeah, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, not for bunkers. So bunkers, you can't ground your club, but mm-hmm. past red stakes, you can. Which, okay. Uh, I actually thought that... Dude, it seems like there's a lot of rules about what your 
club can hit and not hit. Yeah. Yeah. Which can definitely be intimidating. Um, because it, for example, if you move your club back and it impacts uh, like a movable obstruction, you get free relief or something like that. I don't know. It's, it, dude, there's just so many rules that unless you have a referee, then it's like hard to discern. Yeah. You're saying if it's an immovable It's one of the thing? two. I, <laughs> you know, I'm 100% correct on this because it's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> it's either movable or immovable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay. You're, this is something that's sort of relevant. Your ball is in bounds, but barely, and you can't hit it unless you stand out of bounds on the other side of a fence that borders the course. Can you do that? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I think this, uh, to rephrase this question, it's basically there's a fence that is denoting out bounds. You have the ball on one side and you need to stand on the other side to hit the ball. Uh, we know that if the ball is on the other side of the outbound, you're not supposed to hit it. You can't play that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to take penalty, but it seems like as long as your ball is inbounds, the answer says you can hit the ball. And in fact, even if it was a chain link fence, you can hit the fence to move the ball. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Never seen that happen, but hey, that's pretty cool. So if it's like resting on the fence, you could climb to the other side and whack the fence. Yeah. Yeah. That's, dude, that's, man, these rules are insane. Yeah, that's who's gonna do yeah. that? Clubs are so expensive. Yeah, but and I think like sometimes I feel like there's no way this would happen because all of the outbounds that I've seen, they're next to a bunch of roughs. So why would you hit a fence? But dude, we've there's probably some courses out there where the outbounds is just like some random spot next to the green, and then maybe you hit a fence and it could like pop out onto the green. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh that was four, right? Mm, I have no idea. Okay. I'm too well, focused. Last question. Too locked in on the golf rules. <laughs> um, last question. Uh, and this, I feel like this happens a lot. But um, as you address your ball on the tee, you bump into it and it falls off the tee. Does that count as a penalty stroke? No. Okay, why does it not? Because you didn't intend to hit the ball. You didn't make a stroke with the intention of hitting the ball. Does this rule make sense? Uh, yeah. You think so? I mean, I, I think I it's just like, like it does not. I think it's just like less stressful because it's like dumb if you're if you're like just setting up to the ball, accidentally knock it off, and then you're just like losing the tournament because of that. I don't know. It seems like a, like a cheap penalty stroke. Yeah. I agree with you, but at the same time, I feel that golf is this sport that's supposed to be so pure and you should play as it lies. And you know, you don't want to cheat your competitors and all that, but if you don't intend to hit it, but you do move it, that's sort of uh i mean i guess it's off the tee so it doesn't matter as much i think i guess yeah i think of it as like the hole hasn't started yet yeah 
But wait, how is what about the gray area of like like Zach Johnson is like known for like, you know, taking practice swings and hitting his ball on accident? Right. I yeah, so it's like what constitutes as like intent, right? Because because yeah. there's this rule about oh you can't take the ball away from a divot because a divot is not clearly defined but how is intent clearly defined like how do you know what someone's thinking yeah yeah um i wonder if this rule is different if you're hitting your approach shot if you bump into your ball actually oh yeah i think it is oh yeah you would get it would count i think there's a penalty oh man i think rough yeah rough Okay, well, Aaron, I think you did very well. I think you definitely did more well than how I would have done if you had asked me the questions. So I'm glad you were the ones answering them. I think I learned a couple things too. Yeah, um, and hope everyone who listened learned a few rules about golf as well. And we will be back again next week. Uh, Thank you all for listening. um, And 